today's scripture reading is praise the, Psalms 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him all his angels. Praise him all his hosts. Praise him sun and moon. Praise him all you shining stars. Praise him you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For he commanded and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He fixed their bounds which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps. Fire and, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy winds, fulfilling his command. Mountain, mountains and his hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds. Kings of earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth. Young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above earth and heaven. He has raised up and on for his people. Praise for all his faithful, for the people of Israel. We are close to him. Praise the Lord. Oh, oh hello. Hi. I'm Erin James Brown. I'm the director of discipleship at Urban Village Church, all four sites. And just take a moment to look around. This is a full space of beautiful people from all across the city. All people committed to bringing love and mercy and justice to our world. All people committed to being bold and inclusive and relevant. What a beautiful thing. I'm going to start us with a kind of weird practice, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, this is a breath prayer, but we're going to be taking the scripture that we read, and you'll see that I will read a portion of the scripture, and then we will all take an inhale together, and then we'll read a portion and inhale again, allowing the Holy Spirit to infuse us with whatever God is bringing to us from the scripture this morning. So let's read. Praise the Lord. Sun and moon, praise God. All of you bright stars, praise God. Do the same, you wild animals, wild or tame, you creatures that creep along and you birds that fly. You who are old together with you who are young, because only God's name is high over all. Praise the Lord. I'm going to start with something possibly heretical, but that's how I roll. I actually don't believe that David wrote many or any of the Psalms. And if my grandmother hears this podcast, she will be aghast and it'll be all right. But I also believe that it's really cool that the Psalms are this collection of worship songs that the people of faith thought were so essential. They collected, bound them together, and gave them to us, our foremothers and fathers of faith, sharing with us what they had learned throughout the years. And that's why I give zero forks if David wrote any of the Psalms. The word psalm is Greek, meaning psalmos, which means to pluck, like plucking at harp strings in sacred worship. And the Hebrew word for psalm, which is telchilim, tel, there it is. It takes a second, also means praise. 
So you see, the community of God used these songs at different points in their worship services. They wrote and sang and recorded them over years and collected them and then gifted them to us. They were the songs that represented people trying their darndest to follow a life after God, to follow a life of the creator of the universe. And so over years of experiencing praise and experiencing prayer and experiencing grief, these people created an anthology, the best loved, most used, and truest experiences of worship. So these are the Psalms, the Psalmos or the Telchim. They are a collection of our foreparents that they chose to express and to share with us of ways to worship the God of all things. And so that's why I give zero forks if David wrote any of the Psalms. Or if someone just put a post-it note on the front and said, this was written by David to give it a little bit more authority, good for them because that meant it had lasting effect to be in our lives and our hearts because the people knew that these songs of worship had the power to transform lives. So you see, the psalms are broken up into several different types of worship. There's psalms of lament, there are psalms of repentance, and there are also psalms of praise. The psalms of lament are used for those times when your soul needs a bomb, when it feels like there is a wound on your heart and it keeps cracking open, exposing new flesh. There are psalms of lament. And there are also psalms of repentance. Those are the psalms for the new year or the psalms of New Year's resolutions, the psalms of the next morning text saying, I'm sorry for what happened last night or the psalms when you need to fix all of your F-ups. There are psalms of repentance, of a radical change in your life before God. And then there are also psalms of praise. Psalms of praise of what God has done in creation and what God continues to do. There are songs naming that God is the Holy One who redeems, the creator who creatively stirs up stuff. And so our psalm for today, can you guess which psalm it was? Which category it comes from? Praise. Praise the Lord. You were paying attention. And this psalm that we read today is traditionally read in churches across the globe throughout Christian history. It is a psalm read on the first Sunday of the new year or the first Sunday that's leading up to the new year because it is a psalm that reminds us of our artistic architect of the universe. It is a psalm that helps us renew our hearts and minds for a strange and uncertain future that God has in store for us. And I don't know if you noticed this, but the psalmist is quite onerous, kind of like a two-year-old commanding, like, come over here, come do this, come over here, come sing like this. The psalmist says, come, come and sing all of you. The psalmist commands others to praise God, beginning with the angelic, those heavenly hosts who probably sound really beautiful and have their halos sitting just right on their head and sing in four-part harmony. But then the psalmist quickly moves on and spends much of his or her time talking about those who sing a little off-key, who maybe 
dance to the beat of their own drum, who can't even clap to the beat of the drum, those who roar their praise rather than singing in any type of harmony. Because you see, creation and our creative praise is kind of ordinary and kind of messy and kind of rebellious because creation is kind of ordinary and messy and rebellious. And creation appears kind of out of control when it is under God's command. Creation appears out of control when it's under God's command. The stars in the sky are boiling bubbles of soup, a soup of gases of helium and hydrogen swirling and popping, bright explosions of light, and these explosions of light are worship to God. And then our sky keeps fracturing and splintering the light as it bounces off so many molecules crammed into one tiny space, brightening up the expanse above us, making this color blue. And this fracturing and splinting of li- splintering of light is worship to God. And then there is the moon that pulls the water across the expanse of the earth and brings water crashing into the rocks, creating new structures and new spaces. And this swirling and crashing and pushing and pulling is worship to God. And so we, the inhabitants of the earth, are also kind of about creating new things and destruction, but we are also, as you might know, a little bit messy and a little bit mucky. Our worship is not neat and tidy, nor are our hearts neat and tidy. We are a sweaty, smelly bunch crowded onto a planet. And sometimes instead of worshiping our God, we decide to wage war. Or sometimes we have questionably consensual sex. Or sometimes we work ourselves too hard or we push others to work too hard for too little pay, for too many hours, and this is not the worship which God intends for our world. But the lovely thing about creation is that God sees it all. God sees all that God has created, and even though it is unlike the garden where everything was perfect and good, God sees the mess and the muck that we have made of our lives and of our friends' lives and of our hearts, and God says, I can work with that. God sees you and me and this whole mess of a world that sometimes we have created and says, I can work with that. And so we praise God because God has not given up on us yet. Praise the Lord from the earth where God sees the fires leap through the mountains of California and the air smells of misuse of an ever-warming world that continues to kindle the flames and God says, it is not too late. I can work with that. You sea monsters and all the deeps Praise God because God sees those swarming in the deep. God sees those swarming outside of congressional offices, pushing for profits disguised as tax reforms. God sees those who are fighting against other people's bodies. And God says, okay, we can fix this. I can work with that. 
And so God sees it all, the mountains, the hills, the trees, the animals, both domesticated and tamed, and they all praise the Lord. God sees it all because it is God's own. And then God reclaims the forgotten. And God restores the scorned. God sees the wildness of creation. God sees the wildness of our hearts and the mistakes that we have made. And God says, all is not lost. I can work with that. In fact, the psalmist, whoever composed this song and then whoever recited it a million times and whoever wrote it down and then whoever gifted us to us, they tell us that the kings, even those who believe themselves to be empowered and have command over it all, even those who tell us the words we cannot say for the CDC, even those who want to take away health care from the people who need it most, even those who want to take away thousands of acres of land and use it for drilling oil, God says those who believe they are in command will then be aware that God is in control. They will realize the error of their ideas, the authoritarian leadership and the hurt that they have caused, and they will praise God, who is the ultimate loving and just ruler. Because God knows that out of the muck and mess of life, even an unwed teenage mother when she screams as her body is torn in two, even through the blood and sweat, new life enters into the world. And new life transforms the world. And so we praise. Because praise and worship transforms us. Because God doesn't leave us on our own, but God intervenes. God intervened on that tearful, fear-filled night. God continues to intervene when we gather together across all four sites. God continues to intervene when we choose to use our voices to speak on behalf of others, on behalf of ourselves, because God does not leave us alone. And God does this not just for Urban Village Church, not just for me, not just for you, but God whips in the whole wide world, this unwieldy creation which God loves. So this morning we join our song with these ancient words, praise the Lord, because our ancestors tell tell us that this kind of worship can change our hearts and minds, but it can also change the hearts and minds of rulers and can change the world as we know it. Because worship changes us in radical ways. Worship returns us to our God of love and justice and peace and kindness and patience so that we may offer those things to ourselves and to others. Worship carves out within our hearts this storage unit space where we can tuck in a little bit of courage and save it up for those times when we need to be out there marching and shouting and demanding love and mercy and justice for the rest of creation, the creaturely creation and also the created in God's image kind of creation. And so we worship because worship transforms us. The worship of God reminds us that God is not finished yet. That our voices and our bodies and our hearts and our minds, our messy lives, when they are brought together, the young and the old, those seeming to have it all put together and those just holding it together with scotch tape, 
when we come together, we contribute to this recovery act which God has set in motion for the whole world. God is implementing in creation with one small life, one small praise at a time. So all creatures of our God and King, we lift up our voice, and with us, we sing. Before we go into a little bit more worship, we're going to have another time of shared experience and shared expression. There are so many of you in here that you get to talk with someone else sitting next to you. Maybe you don't like speaking up into a microphone, but we're going to take just a few minutes to reflect on how worship can transform our lives and where worship will take us in this next year. There are a few uh, questions up here where you will be allowed to lift up your voice and share with the person sitting next to you. What is the role of worship in your life? Does it even have a role at this point? How will you worship God in 2018? Worship is not just what we do here on Sunday mornings, but it is something we do throughout our whole lives, every moment. And what acts of worship would you like to try in the next year? You can be creative. So take a few minutes, turn to your neighbor, maybe someone you're not uh, currently sharing a bed with or a home with, (laughs) someone different, answer some of these questions and then I'll bring us back into some more worship. Go ahead, talk amongst yourselves. We're going to come on back. Is it awkward talking to someone you don't know? Is it awkward having me talk to just the two of you? (laughs) How will you worship God in the new year? What does the role of worship play in your life? What acts of worship are you going to try? Did anybody hear something like so incredibly interesting? We just like, you can't leave this place without telling all of us about it. No? You all looked like you were having fun talking to someone you're not currently sharing a bed with, so. Let us pray. Praise the Lord. O Holy One, heavenly angels sang and earthly shepherds shook and trembled. 
you, God, entered into our space and time and got us caught up in this activity of bringing about your love and mercy and justice in this world. And so we give you praise because you, God, are not finished with us yet. We offer our hearts and lives to you and we live with joyful anticipation of what you are up to next, that we may be caught up in it with you. Help us to stay woke to your activity in our midst. We pray in the name of our brother and friend, Jesus. Jesus.